Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. HNA starts spreading the news. Hey. The Knicks, they are for real. A Gotham side statement was sent against the champs last night. Why this win was so important. The all-star starters, they also are out. Why there is one glaring omission that is some of my friends hopping mad today. And the Golden State Warriors, they lost a heartbreaker last night. And Kendrick Perkins blames one person. Who is it? You'll find out. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Chanae Agumake, Kendrick Perkins, all smiles today. I'm yeah. Malika Anders. <laughs> Perk, I'm guessing that, that you're smiling for the reason that we're not going to waste any time here because I got a notification last night online that you posted this. You said, I, I feel like you, you said you're probably going to get kicked off TV tomorrow today yeah. because Brunson, Randall, and the Knicks, they just kicked the defending champs behind tonight. I can't wait. Carry the hell off. And guess what? I actually typed that tweet out myself. No ghost right. Oh, wait. wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did it myself. Well, I knew we were going to have to hear what you needed to say about the new New York Knicks. So that is where we are going to start our show today, Chanae. The Knicks hosting the Nuggets. It was all Knicks all the time in this one. We're going to prick this one up in the first quarter. A little Knicks defense on display. Oh, yes. Yesterday, I called to see how are they going to defensively scheme. And they said double. They said triple teams. And that meant they were off and running. Look at this tough finish. They were confident defensively in that transition to offense. Again, the Knicks forced 19 turnovers. For comparison, they only had eight. Look at them get out. Look at them go. It was fun to see. They had easy buckets, easy offense. Since January 1, this has been the best defense in the NBA because of that guy right there. OG and an OB. I mean, the performance he did offensively, but not many people can pick off the Joker like that. It takes one that is super skilled like him to be able to pull it off. And then you have here Jalen Brunson drives. Ooh, it's look at the mid-range fadeaway. Look at the footwork. Here we go again. Uh, big body Brunson. Look at the foot, the slippery eel. <laughs> the slippery eel. That's what you call it. Show the emotions, young fella. Show the emotions. Then right here again. Defense, right? Look, getting out in transition. Look at the spacing. Oh, oh, little left hand throw down. You see, who say whack bodies can't dunk? Brunson even had to react a little bit to that one today. He, wait, he, he's not a whack body. I don't he, know what you're talking about. He is, he is, he is. Josh Hart. Look, it's just, it's just the enthusiasm. They were playing for a purpose. They saw the starters, and guess what? They sent a message, and no bigger than Jalen Brunson and OG Ananobi saying, we have arrived, we're good, this is the real deal right here in New York. Ananobi had a team-high 26 points and six steals. The Knicks get the win big, 122-84. The Knicks have dominated, as you mentioned, Shanae, in January, outscoring opponents by 194 points in 13 games. That is New York's best scoring differential over a 13-game span since 1969 70 season when what happened oh yeah the team won a title so Kendrick Perkins I hear that you spy something I'm Kendrick Perkins better known as Big Perk 
and nothing gets past me. Freeze! Just when you thought it did get past me, there I am. I spy a problem. I spy it all. Carry the hell on. Should I say happy Friday because I'm full of joy? You know who else was full of joy? You know who's happy? I haven't seen this man this happy since uh, Tony the Tiger was an alley cat. And that's Tom Thibodeau. Look at this clip right here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Now, yesterday, yesterday, check this out. My girl Shanae asked for this, a signature win. Jalen Bronson, the Knicks, and she got just that, right? Okay. In great fashion. But here it go right here. <laughs> In December, the Knicks were giving up 124 points a game. Since they got OG and Anobi, they are giving up under 100 points at 99.8. That is a 25-point difference, okay? A 25-point difference, and they wonder why. And I reminded the world yesterday to watch this young man and why he is so special. He had six steals last night. This is one of them, getting out in transition, right? Look at, look at him right here, on alert, knowing what it's supposed to be, taking the paint, getting out in transition, running his wing, getting the steal for Jalen Bronson, doing what OG does best. And then here we are again, being alert. Oh, quick hands, activity, size, and strength. I'm by you, uh, slamming home. 26-piece wing dinner last night. I mean, if the Knicks didn't make you a believer last night, then I don't know what will. Oh, look who had well, to come Well, damn it, do you. I look like I believe yet? Let me tell you something, Big Perk. See, it's people like you, Perk, that's a problem. You didn't know I was going to be on the show today, did you? You didn't know I was going to be here. But here I am, Big Perk. By the way, the I Spy, I absolutely love it. I don't know who came up with the idea. It's a great one, even though I can't see you sneaking up on anybody with your big-ass <laughs> self. But that's a different subject for another day. Here's the reality of the situation. Everybody knows I'm, I, I bleed orange and blue, baby. Jalen Brunson has been balling, an all-star, averaging 28 a game since OG arrived. Julius Randle went from 23 to 25 since OG arrived. A defense that was ranked 20th in defensive ranking is now number one since OG Ananobi has become a New York Knick. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the way that they look. I'm very, very happy about that. But there are a couple of things that I'm going to ask for caution on. Number one is you still need a playmaker to replace Emmanuel quickly, who's now in Toronto, to spearhead that second unit so you don't run Jalen Brunson into the ground. And my last point is this, Big Perk, Shanae, Malika, remember when the New York Knicks made this deal, I knew they would be better overall. I knew they would be better defensively. But what was my number one concern? Tom Thibodeau, who is a great coach, no doubt, was going to run them mm. into the ground. Since OG has arrived, what has happened? The New York Knicks bench ranks dead last. Dead last. You're running the bench. You're running the starters into the ground. And my concern is, come playoff time, your legs are going to be compromised because Tom Thibodeau did not use his bench. I told y'all that's what I was concerned about, and sure enough, the stats show that that is a primary concern. You are not about to ruin this moment. Thank you. You are not about to <laughs> ruin on. this moment. It's a good and day. And look, here's the thing, right? 
Tom Thibodeau running them, running them into the ground, or his history says that, right? It's a combination of both, right? The minutes and the practice time. We don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. We might, Tom Thibodeau may be giving guys days off. They might not be practicing as much, Stephen A. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I need you to realize for a minute. When I look at this Knicks team, and I look at them adding OG and Novi, right? And I see... The most important position in today's game is what? The wing position. They got that right now. They feel that void. Right now, I look, I've been preaching it. Okay, I, look, look, I've been pre- He had 26 last night. I've been preaching. So what? So what you mean, so what? That's not him I, every day. Listen, let's, hold, let's deal hold, with normalcy. Okay, okay we That's can, not what his game Okay, we, we can. But his impact defensively is so great. It's reasons why teams are, were willing to give the Toronto Raptors a Drew Holiday-type package because that's what he brings to a team. And so when you think about what you have to face in order to get out of the Eastern Conference, you have to go against a Jason Tatum. You have to go against a Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is a wing slash power forward. And we you know saw – what? Oh, here we go. You know what? This is, this is really, really nice. I mean, this is really, really nice for you to sit up here on national television and act like you care as much about the Knicks as I do. You're just sitting there being a basketball analyst, the pro that you are, and highlighting the positives, which I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that OG Ananobi is an elite defender, that he has elevated the Knicks to being an elite defensive team again, that he has literally facilitated Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle being more potent offensively because he's a dude that could be out there on the in the starting five, and he doesn't require the ball as much as other people would. But in the end, you know as well as I do, don't bring me some off day with Tom Thibodeau and giving dudes a day off, letting them go out to lunch breaks with Big Burke and stuff like that. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. I'm worried. There's no reason to be worried. The question right here is, could this season actually be the next year? I'm saying it's going to be their next few years. They're building something that is real. They have when you the play, pieces. They have the I pieces. I thought when you played, you chilling in L.A. You chilling in the sunshine, Southern California, Palm Beach, nice weather. Have you been in New York suffering for decades? That wouldn't be you, Shanae. You, you know that what? wouldn't be you. you, you know we what? are the ones that have been suffering. You know what? You we know, are the ones you, that have been suffering. You know, you know what the problem I have right now, and you should be ashamed of yourself, is that you are one of, if not the hardest working individuals in the game today, in the media Thank space. You very much. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't start. Don't you start. <laughs> Hardest working. And you're not appreciating hard work. Because he's, because, because he's had his heart broken. Let me tell you what his problem is. Let me tell you what SA problem is. He's so busy caught up in the buyer's market, then he's, he's, he's forgetting about the building, right? Like, you want to go buy, right? You want to go buy oh, a you superstar. Didn't go there. You don't want to appreciate you that, your, that your team, your organization is actually building. And they're building the right th- they're way. They're building the they're right building way. However, we have, to, we have to appreciate that Stephen A., I mean, the Knicks haven't won a title since he was six years old. So that's where he's coming from, right? And, Perk, that's you've right. talked about Jalen Brunson as being uh, a 1A. Stephen A. is not there yet. Stephen A. Ha- has not said yet that he sees Jalen Brunson as a 1A of this team. And despite Jalen Brunson's individual numbers, right, the team success, the Knicks point guard, he's not going to be a starter for the All-Star game. The main reason why, he actually came in fifth in the fan vote. So, Stephen A., how does that sit with you? 
perfectly fine. Whoa. He's an all-star. He's an all-star caliber player. Listen, Jalen Brunson is a star in this league. He has been absolutely sensational for the New York Knicks. You're I really appreciate it. But yeah. I have a vote. No, I have we a vote. have Hold votes on. too, and we both voted for Brunson to be an all-star starter. I mean, what he's been able to do to the numbers, the significance of his numbers is so impressive. And then also, if you think about the big scheme of this thing, like the Knicks, they they may not need another 1A. That's correct, right? They might just need more complementary pieces. And when I see this squad, he is a large reason for their success. They have not been able to find buyers, as Perk has said. They have had to build, and they built around this guy, and it's worked. He should be a starter. We all voted for him as an all-star starter. He's, oh, my and, God. And, and, wait, hold on. And my oh biggest my, point okay. is, y'all, when it comes... Y'all brought me on here to try to say, this, this, is, this is sabotage. Let me no. tell y'all something right now to tour you. Like I said, y'all ain't been suffering for decades. Jalen Brunson is a star and deserves all the credit in the world. But I'm sorry, this kid, Halliburton, number one offense, leading the league in assists, Averaging double the amount of assists as Jalen Brunson. There's a reason the fans, the media, and the players all voted for Halliburton over Brunson. And, oh, by the way, when I look at Donovan Mitchell, 28 a game, playing in Cleveland, I'm supposed to ignore that? I picked Halliburton over Brunson at the the point guard spot. You trying to tell me there's there's something wrong with that? No, there's something wrong with you, and there's something wrong with the Knicks fan base. Thank you. And there's something wrong with the organization. Because, hold on, hold on, you you stay right there. You stay right there. You fix your body language. I'm staying right here. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I voted for Tyrese Halliburton as as one of my guards. I also voted for Jalen Bronson. You know what the problem is? Is that you are a prime example, along with the organization, of not promoting this man of what he is. When you talk about putting up the numbers with the best of them, when you talk about his production, I should go to New York and land and walk through LaGuardia or whatever airport and see you posters. You can't handle it. And, and you see, can't handle see it. Posters you, you can't take the Brunson. weather. You see, wouldn't come to see, New York. You, 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 you couldn't take the weather. You only want to come there when it's warm and sunshine. I, you ain't going to handle the weather. You ain't suffering. The way New York Knicks fans have said, how dare the two of you sit up here, the first girl, the unmitigated all, girl, a, to lived, sit on national television know. and talk about New York Knicks fans this way. How much we've suffered? You, you got know, to be you know we I'm became sorry, Janae. friends, Stephen A. A lady is I speaking. Lived, My apologies. Thank Go you, ahead. sir. We lived in, I lived in Connecticut for five years. I know what the cold is like, okay? But the reality is the fans voted more for Dame Lillard than they did for Jalen Brunson. And Knicks fans, their hate is loud. That's their right. love was much quieter. And they should have voted loudly for Brunson because he deserved the organization. The organization should have promoted them. I voted for Brunson over Dane. I just put him behind Halliburton and Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell's a two guard. Halliburton's a point guard. Jalen Brunson's a point guard. That's what I did. Stephen A., do you think that this is the New York Knicks year to make it back to the conference finals? I think the New York Knicks can make it to the conference finals. Yes, I do. But here's the inconsistency, Malika. How is Kendrick Perkins going to sit up there with a straight face? And every chance he gets, he holds the Boston Celtics accountable. But they got the best record in basketball. But the New York Knicks, have not, we haven't had a championship since 1973. It was before Kendrick Perkins was born. But he going to stick out his chest, acting like he feels their pain. I'll That's call you nonsense. Later. I'll call but you later. did take that position. I'll call you later. Stephen A., yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. I hope you feel a little bit better about the Knicks coming up here on NBA Today. It's must-see TV Saturday when Joel Embiid faces Nikola Jokic, and apparently 
faces Kendrick Perkins as well. Here are Big Perk's direct messages for the 76ers big man. And the Warriors, they went down to the wire with the Kings last night and lost. Who was responsible for the dub's latest L? Sounds like we're going to need to hand out a little bit of blame pie here. Plus, the Celtics, they visited South Beach. They scorched the heat. Why Boston's win was even more impressive than you might think. Keep it here. You're watching NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. All right, friends, let's go coast to coast. We're going to start off in Indianapolis where the Pacers. They had a wire-to-wire win over Philadelphia. Pascal Siakam, he put up a triple-double in his fourth game with Indy. Embiid had 31 points. He extended that 30-point streak to 22 straight games. It's the fifth longest ever. I mean, Ramona, at this point, though, anything less than 40 feels like it's a little bit less than what we're used to from Joel. Man, you are grading on a curve, aren't you? Yes. Look, this is like that year with Kobe Bryant where every night you look down at the box score and it was 40, 50, 60, 81, right? Like, like Joel can just, we know he can score. and that. But I think if you talk to him, he doesn't want to have to score this much. He wants to spread it around. Off to Miami where the Celtics, they thumped the Heat 143-110. They shot almost 64% from the field. Ooh. Their best game since 2011. Five straight losses for Miami Perk. Do they get a pass? since it was a back-to-back. Hell no, they don't get a pass. And look, when you think about the Boston Celtics, oh my God, 55% from the field. Look, they were lighting it up, but the Heat got to find a way to get it done or we going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation about a certain individual. Oh, okay. Well, now we're off to the West Coast. The Lakers beat the Bulls 141-132. They had four starters with at least 20 points. The Lakers went back to 500 in their six-game stretch at Crypto.com Arena. They are in the month of January, 500 overall this season. Shanae, any reason to believe there's anything else but an average team going on here? No, they're better than average when they get the production that we've been seeing from D'Angelo Russell. He has been sensational. Eight for 13 from three. When he shoots the ball like that they're competitors but they need that consistently we're gonna end our little trip coast to coast here in the bay i hope you stayed up for this one the kings at the warriors here we're starting with just over four minutes to go kings lead fox comes down 
knocks down that three ball. The Kings lead by seven at this point, and then a minute and a half to play here. The Warriors down three. Mm, throw it up. Jonathan Kaminga, nice uh. little alley-oop there. What a setup, though, from Steph Curry, Perk. Absolutely. Look, it's, it's so much of a blessing for Steph to have a live threat. Jonathan Kaminga been doing his thing. He's strong <laughs> in the post these days. So, one-point game, 24 seconds left. Sabonis. That was a great out-of-bounds play right there. Beautiful. Throws it down. So now the Kings have a one-point lead. Kevin Herter can't make his free throws. The Golden State Warriors, they have possession here. Klay Thompson getting out in transition. Look at this here. They have a timeout. Will they call it? Doesn't look like it. Jonathan Kaminga, no. Steph Curry, this is the guy who you want to have the ball in his hands. He is trying to get a shot off. He turns the ball over. Again, they had a timeout to call. And they didn't. The Warriors lose by one. Here's Steve Kerr on that final play. I really prefer the scramble situations at the end of games where a defense um, can't, you know, get set up and make subs. And you know, um, this is one that, you know, um, you just it keeps you up at night. Probably should have been a timeout. Right when I got the ball and turned and saw that the court wasn't balanced right, and we still have plenty of time, but. You know, the chaos of the moment, you're trying to make a play, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, I want to be fair, right? For the record, since Steve Kerr has been the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, they have been the best offense in the league in this type of situation. It's the final 15 seconds when it's tied or they're trailing without a timeout, without calling a timeout. So historically, they've done just fine here. But Perk, who deserves the blame yeah, for this? But that's the pass. This is the now. Okay. This is not the same <laughs> team. Look, you have to extend – uh, the time. You have to get as many possessions as you possibly can. Steve Kerr is to blame. You have to call that timeout once her to miss those free throws because now, guess what? If you go down, you draw up something quick, you get, a, another, you get a shot at the basket, all of a sudden, if you don't miss, now you foul at worst. At worst, they go down and make two free throws. They up three points. You still got another opportunity to tie the game with the best shooter that's ever walked the planet Earth. This is on Steve Kerr. You have to use your timeouts in this position. See, I think the timeout, you call it when he gets trapped in the corner there in the court. It's too unbalanced. late. It's too late, Ramona. What? This is no, what I'm trying to yeah. figure out, Shanae and Malika. What do you, I mean, what you trying to take the timeouts home? What you want to? What you want to? A <laughs> no, steak, they, mashed potatoes in the side of the timeout. I'm just trying to figure it but out. Her, come on now. You know it's sometimes good to not let the defense know exactly what yep. gonna, they're going to do in scheme. And if there's one team you trust in those situations, it's the Golden State Warriors. But what I saw there is usually the Warriors, when they have end of game scenarios, they have a purpose. They're dribbling up with a purpose. The moment Steve Kerr saw, oh, the ball is drifting around, they're trying. Yep. There was there was no urgency. He should have called it way earlier than I the double team. I also think it doesn't come down to just that. Play. Oh, no, 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 no. Right before this is Harrison Barnes, who had 39 points, right? right? And Kaminga's on him. His assignment was to stay on Barnes. Right. He leaves Barnes. He's open for three. Like, a lot of this is just them getting used sure. to this new closing lineup that they're playing with Kaminga in there at the end. And even earlier in the game, Steph Curry, he had a huge first quarter. Then he struggled a little bit in the second. I'm not blaming this on Steph and his scoring ability right. here. But they had opportunities earlier to stretch their lead, and they just didn't. One team, though, that did not take their foot off the gas was the new. <laughs> 
New York Knicks coming up on NBA Today. Jalen Brunson, he might play near Broadway, but he knows that the spotlight, it isn't necessarily on him. Why the Knicks star? He's actually okay with that. You're going to hear from him directly. Well, I'm not. Jeff Curry had a pregame conversation that got everybody's attention last night. What he said and why we need it to happen. Plus, in a league filled with superior point guards, you'll hear who is nominating himself for the top spot. Keep it here. You're watching NBA Today. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Mecca. This is Madison Square Garden, New York City, baby. They can't get a star. It's the Mecca and the stars come to visit. Oh, we never have any. We ne- do, do you realize a legitimate argument could be made that Stephen A. Smith won big stars in New York? You realize <laughs> that, that 56 years old ain't thought about playing basketball in about 30 years, and I am a okay. bigger star okay. Okay. than most know, of the I New know, York I, I know we got to get a change. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Okay, Stephen A. I mean, the New York Knicks, they may not have had that top 75 player signing recently yet, but Jalen Brunson, I mean, he's becoming impossible to ignore. He may not be the all-star starter, but he's playing like the star that New York needs, and he sat down with our Michael Wilbon. Good old-fashioned Heat Knicks here. Jeffers Flair, which we expected at some point. These two rivals are extremely familiar with each other. You've only been a New York Nick for about a year and a half. Have you properly learned to hate Miami yet? <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, <laughs> last year, you know, obviously losing them in the playoffs, and I have so much respect for them, all the players over there, the coaching staff. But when we go up head-to-head, I mean, we're ready to get after it. Losing them last year definitely just didn't sit well. Can you guys be better now? I think everyone is really just expecting us to just jump back to where we were last year. All right. We'll go right back to the second round, then we're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, we have to get through the process. We got to be better. We can't just you know, just hop back to where we were. And we got to be patient and we got to be willing to get better every single day. 50 points for Jalen Brunson, the first Knicks point guard ever to do that. All star voting be damned. You have played at an incredibly high level, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always get noticed. Truly, I just don't I don't care. I was always looked over, always really thought that Jalen's good, you know, but there's just like one thing about it, like just, it's always that you just never know. Like, so for me, I just, I don't even really worry about what people say. I just gotta go out there and just continue to prove myself right that I belong. So we get to see Jalen Brunson and the Knicks in action against the Miami Heat in our Saturday triple header on the ESPN family of networks. So back here with my sister, Janae Gumake. Let's start at the very top of this. Two teams, feels like they're kind of going in completely different directions, right? You have the Knicks winning 11 at their last 13 games and the Heat losing their last five here. So who needs this game more? 
Well, clearly what we learned today from Stephen A, that the Knicks need this game more because they have so much to prove. I woke up today so happy to talk about New York and how well they play. They took down the defending champs. And then he was just like a cold shower, like, no, it's the bench <laughs> points and all that. So this is their appreciation point. They've been standing on business. They're 19-0 against teams that are 500 and below. And they finally get what perk, the paper's over there, a signature win. You got to celebrate that because they're building the right way. You asked the question when the show started. Is this their year? It's going to be the years, plural. The next few years, if they continue to add pieces that work in harmony, like we saw OG Ananobi do yesterday, 26-6 deals, they're going to be a championship contender right. in the years to come. Maybe not the now. They may, that may not be good enough for Stephen A, but guess what, y'all? It's good enough for your girl, Chanae. Well, okay? see, and that is good enough for me. And Thank I don't you. know, if, if they beat the defending champions and he's not happy about that, I'm not sure that just a win over the Heat who are struggling will prove it, but exactly. we know that the Heat, the Knicks, they always have a little something. Thank you so much. Today. All right, the next game on our packed ABC Saturday slate, it's a rematch of the past two MVPs. We have Embiid in the Sixers versus Jokic in Denver. So for more on that big man matchup, our resident big man Kendrick Perkins, he's over here in Big Perk. I hear you having a little pep talk. Take it away. Hell yeah, I do. And look, this is going to Joel Embiid. Look, we see this big sign, this big size center's most skilled center ever. This man right here, he shows up when he's not in Denver. He goes to Philly and match up with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, my brother, business been standing on you lately for the last, what, four or five years. You haven't played in Denver since 2019. You have to show up and give that man his lick back. Your big ass better suit up tomorrow. Ooh. You better suit up and you better stand on business and give Jokic his lick back, damn it. Well, uh, Ramona, I'm not going to ask you to give me that much gusto here, but the last game on our triple header tomorrow on yeah. ABC, we have the Lakers, we have the Golden State Warriors. Both of these teams, they feel like they're underachieving a little bit I don't this know if, year. I, if I have that much I gusto I promise in you, I, yeah. I don't think that I do either, but it's not about us. It's about how much Steph and LeBron have. Who is under more pressure this year to turn their team season around? I think it's Steph Curry. I mean, I know everybody, we always bring up LeBron's age, but, like, the man just made his 20th straight all-star game yeah his 20th straight all-star game a record and you know I was standing there last night and the one of the Laker PR staffers went over to um went over to LeBron afterwards to talk about you know what, what make it his all-star game and he goes what what song encapsulates this for you And he said what more do I need to say by Jay-Z and he starts singing it in the locker room right like He's, he's there, right? Yeah. And it's on the Lakers to, to, to build and play the way they did last night, make shots like they did against the Chicago Bulls. But the Warriors are still figuring it out. Perk, we were just talking about, they don't even know what their best lineup is yet. They're still working on their best lineup. And so I think for Steph Curry, where they're fighting for the existence of the dynastic team this mm. year, Klay Thompson could be a free agent. Steve Kerr could, is in the last year of his deal. It's, it, the pressure's on the Warriors. The pressure's on Steph Curry to hold this all together, right? And not just on the floor. The pressure is on him to actually be a leader and be a franchise player and have a voice. Have a courage, have the courage and go outside your comfort zone, right? You can see the writing on the wall right now. You can see that the dynasty is over and it's okay. Like I understand the close relationship that you have with Dray Draymond Green. I understand the close relationship that you have with Klay Thompson. But at the end of the day, if you're standing on business and you're the franchise guy, you are Golden State. Right? You are San Francisco, the Bay Area, wow. whatever the case may be. 
You have to stand up from a leadership aspect, and I'm not just talking about on the floor. But it's Business not. It's decisions. not just on Steph. I think we feel like Steph can go and say, "I want this and I want that," and sometimes in those circumstances, they don't work out so well. I mean, we're criticizing this week the Milwaukee Bucks because there's a lot of pressure on Giannis. Yep. Sometimes that smoke. Not everyone wants that. You said that Steph is. I mean, you sort of question, I guess, leader. I wrote it down: leadership and being a franchise player. Steph Curry is absolutely that. Like he is a leader by the way he plays, and he's a franchise player. We all know four championships, he's the heart and soul of that. Now the question is, do we want him to go and be something that he is not? Yes. And Which is what? But, but that's why if you realize that something that he is not, he's not going to be disloyal to his guys, then you have to have a system right. around you that supports you. Is the system strong enough right now? Is the system of personnel players? Is the system of coach? Is the, you know, the decision making? I'm not putting it all on Steph. I think he's done a great job. It may be uncharacteristic of him, but, like, this is not just his blood. Perk, you just blew my mind with that. Like, you just – you do you want Steph to go to Draymond or Clay and say you don't have any more, or do you want him to go to management and say they don't have any more? Is that what you – is that uh, – I mean, uh, that's, that's, that's a heck of a thing for well, him to do. Well, it's uncomfortable, but let me tell you something. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. But that's what I didn't the say, result that you want. Okay. I mean, uh, because I LeBron – like, like you, you bring up a good point. We're talking about Steph and LeBron, right? LeBron – has you know he doesn't send flowers right when it's over it's over Dwayne yep. Wade when he was in Miami he came out to Vegas and hung out with him in free agency and LeBron said let me, let me, Dwayne it's been nice I'm going to Cleveland yep, right me, like when it's over it's over they'll hang out in the office and they, and they had a dinner right when when Braun left Miami yeah. Bosh Wade and, and and Braun had a dinner okay. okay let me let me give you a prime example when things are not done right do you know why the beef was going on with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett? It's not because that Ray Allen went to Miami. Mm. It's how he left to go to Miami. Uh. See what I'm saying? So it's not what you do. It's how you do it. But you're saying that the Golden State Warriors and Steph specifically are at the point where he needs to figure out how to do it and do that. Yes, and figure – listen. He, it's that still, being – Is that face-to-face or have your agent call? He to has go? to – like, but no, <laughs> yeah. but like he has to be Ooh. the voice. So, so my – for example, so you mean to tell me that Steph Curry don't know that it's tension between Klay Thompson and the front office behind his contract right now, that they're not in alliance for us, the numbers in the yeah, year? Yeah, of course he knows everybody's oh, situation. Okay, yeah. okay. If Steph wanted to speak up for his boy Clay, do you actually think he could walk up and go but, have a meet? But with didn't Joe? we get a, one of the best sound bites? Because after that tension, Steve Kerr stepped in and had a conversation with Clay, and that was sort of. But resolved. that's Steve Kerr, not Steph. No, but that's my point. Because it's not just Steph. It takes Steve Kerr and it takes yeah. other people around him too. Because that is who Steph but, is. He's he, he's not the guy that. I, will I know what you're saying. No, no, but, like, yeah. nothing no, but, is going to happen in Golden State but, until and, Steph and Curry Steph, is cool. But, with and which I, which I don't. This is what I'm about to say. The two Ps, okay? Steve Kerr is popular when it comes to alongside Steph Curry. That is powerful. Powerful people moves the needle, not popular people. Mm. Mm. So you're saying those conversations need to be had in order for Golden State to turn yeah. some things around. Well, we get to see them in action on Saturday. And that'll be the next step for Golden State. But it does feel like they need to do something now. That was if it's profound. Going to I got done. another piece for you. Coming up on NBA I Today. I've been in my bag. <laughs> it's been four years since Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others left us. Hear how the Lakers plan to celebrate one of the greatest to ever play the game.
I've always said that I wanted to be remembered as a player that didn't waste a moment, didn't waste a day, did everything he could to try to overachieve. We lost probably the world's greatest Laker, world's greatest basketball player. We celebrate the kid that came here at 18 years of age, retired at 38, and became probably the best dad that we've seen over the last three years. To watch him grow, the legacy he established when he left, Kobe, will resonate in the city of Los Angeles forever. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. Four years ago today, the world lost a legend, an all-time great. Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven others were killed in a helicopter crash. And they say that time heals all, but it's clear as the years pass that things, they will never be the same. Stephen A. Smith has more. Where do I begin? The pain will not go away. It simply can't for anyone who knew Kobe Bryant. It doesn't fade when seeing footage of one of his patented fall-away jump shots. It doesn't dissipate when we're reminded of the spectacular dunks and the championships that came along with them. It doesn't evaporate when we reminisce about one interview after another, allowing us to recall who the Black Mamba truly was. And it certainly hasn't disappeared now on the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. It's been four years since that fateful helicopter crash in Calabasas took Brian from us all on January 26, 2020. My tears four years since the same helicopter crash also took his beautiful 13-year-old daughter Gianna and seven others with him. Four years for all of us to mourn the passing of this spectacular five-time champion, former league MVP, 15-time All-Star, and now, posthumously, this Hall of Famer. You're an all-time great. I'm so proud of you. I love you forever and always. Kobe Bean Bryant. So why does it still hurt so much? Perhaps it's because Kobe was the quintessential girl dad, leaving us to mourn not only the daughter he lost, but the three daughters he left behind, and Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. Maybe it's the aura he carried around, embellishing the Lakers for years in such a way that not only upheld a culture of accountability, but uplifted it. More likely, it's the fact that right now, we're looking around for someone like him to keep folks focused on whatever task is at hand. He was the marquee, and he lavished in it. He produced because he cared about production. He won because he abhorred losing. He was versatile and diverse because he was allergic to limitations. And he was a champion because he never cared to entertain those interested in limiting themselves. If I had the power to turn back time, I would never use it. I think about it. 
because then every moment that you go through means absolutely nothing because you can always go back and do it again. When things are final, you know, moments won't ever come again. That's why it still hurts that he's gone. But it'll always hurt. Because in Kobe Bryant, maybe a lot of folks saw what they could be, but everyone saw what they wanted to be. Years later, years from now, and then some. Black Mamba, forever. Our NBA reporter, Dave McMenamin, who covers the Lakers, joins us now. Dave, on the four-year anniversary of Kobe's death, what are the Lakers doing to honor his legacy? Malik, in just under two weeks from now, February 8th, 2024, 2-8-24, the numerology is important. Kobe Bryant will be honored with the seventh Laker statue outside Crypto.com Arena in Star Plaza. You can see it just over my shoulder there. It's going to be in between the Magic Johnson statue and the Oscar De La Hoya statue with the same cluster as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Jerry West, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, a, a couple of things about this ceremony, not just the numerology. Obviously, Gigi, his daughter, wore number two and Kobe wore numbers eight and 24. The statue is being commissioned by the same sculptor, the same artist who did the Jumpman statue for Michael Jordan in Chicago. When you talk about LeBron, I mean, you talk about Kobe trying to be there with his idol, uh, what better tribute than get the same artist to forever um, encase him in bronze. And then beyond that, I'm told that the tone of the, ce uh, the ceremony, they want it to be celebratory. Back four years ago, everything was very somber. That first game against the Blazers that the Lakers played after Kobe's death was uh, like, you know, um, a funeral for the fans that attended. And certainly the memorial they had in February of that year was also very somber. This should be a celebration of life. And what better way to celebrate Kobe than the spirit of competition? Later on that night, the Lakers will take on the Denver Nuggets, the defending mm. NBA champions. Dave, thank you so much for that information. NBA Today will be right back. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. It's now time for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. The Bucks they square off against the Cavaliers tonight. The third time these two have played in the last 10 days. Janae has the Bucks. Ramona has the Bucks. Perk has the Bucks. Oh, yeah, everyone picks the Bucks. What, what could go wrong when everyone <laughs> picks the same the team? That's who we got. <laughs> there you who go. are you picking? Download the ESPN Bet app to get started. New customers receive $100 in bonus bets once they place their first sports book bet with ESPN Bet. All right, my friends, it's Friday. Oh, so you know what that means. It's time to have some fun. Let me get fun. my camera shot ready. Back by popular demand. <laughs> and by popular demand, I mean my, my demand box. because it's my favorite game. Who voice. said that? I get to put on my game show voice and we're going to take a look at some recent quotes, some interesting quotes that caught our attention and asked our esteemed contestants who said that. So here is a current look what? at the standings here. Kendrick Perkins is at the top. Hey, you have not played for a couple of weeks here. Okay, okay. So 
I've gonna never give played. you a little chance to move back this up in the standings. Fun. But we have to start at the top with Kendrick Perkins. So here we go. When talking about how they are defended, who said, quote, I never really play one-on-ones. I play one-on-two. Was it Joel Embiid? Was it Victor Wembanyama? Or was it Zion Williamson, Kendrick Perkins? <laughs> this is a layup. It's Joel Embiid. Was it Joel, Joel Embiid? Embiid? Oh! oh I ain't no whippy at that type of. It's always one on two. You didn't know when we had that type Ooh, of one. I didn't know he had that type of, you know what I'm saying, that ener uh, energy. Dang. Yeah. Wemby, Wemby, when he wants to talk about uh, it, did you he see him stand out to the other day? Hey, excuse me, I wasn't familiar that. with your game. All right, oh, now you're familiar. Ramona Shelburne, you okay. are next. Who said, quote, I'm a max player. I got I nothing to one. prove. That is please. DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> Was it DeAndre Ayton? Ding, 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 ding. I saw that one. Does he have a point? Hell no, he don't have a point. No. You get that check and then you back it up. I mean, whenever you get a big contract and people invest in you, you need to show that you're worth it. And we're going to give him some time here in Portland, okay. but so far, not quite there. Uh, I mean, what not what he, he was proved? expecting. Chanea Gumake, this one is for you. A chance to move up the standings here. What high usage player says, quote, when people now score all these points, it's all praise. But when I used to do it, it was always a knock. Jordan Poole, Cam Thomas, or Trey Young? Mm. I think you gave it away with high usage. Something like that. Or I'm going with Cam. Was it Cam Thomas? No. No, it wasn't. It is. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're yeah. trying to do a little fake out there? Look at that. All these points is all praise. But when I used to do it, score the points is, is always a knock. Oh, you can't play defense. I oh, saw the clip. Pass. <gasps> yes. Perk, were you just trying to fake her out there? No, I actually thought it would have been Trey Young. Oh. I did too. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, I was, all right. Trey. How about this? We will try one more. This one is for everybody, all right? All right. The last one. When asked about their teammate, who said, quote, the best point guard in the business? Uh -oh. Was it Jordan? Oop. We're going to. No, 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 no. When, when asked about their teammate, who's the best point guard in the business? I, I know this answer. Roll the tape. <laughs> oh. Hi, sis. Wishing you a very, very happy Oh, you guys. Happy birthday to the best PG in the world, my friend, Malika Andrews. Malika, happy birthday from your favorite annoying older brother. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy oh. birthday. Yes. We don't talk about that. <laughs> I hope you have the most amazing day ever. Here's to more singing on air. Here's to more dancing during commercial breaks. Just always remember this, that I'm mom's favorite. Hope you have a treat tonight. <laughs> have fun. And as always, carry the hell on. Happy birthday, Malika. <laughs> Holidays. Uh, oh, hey, no. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Happy birthday. birthday. On channel Baby. I was like, what? We got your favorite cookie. Yes! <laughs> you put me on to these things. I love me some. Oh, we got some juice. I really appreciate it. I was looking at my notes and thinking, gosh, should I mess up one of these cues? Nope, never. Thank you, thank you for spending a little bit of my birthday, I guess, girl. birthday with me. Enjoy <laughs> your weekend. Happy birthday And to we will you. see you.